Listen in for messages from this episode. In the Uber, I remember looking at my kids and we were both, we were all like, that wasn't just one angel. That was like six angels. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. I really, really felt helped and supported by spirit and by my husband. And I joke now that why didn't you not like not let me fall? (laughs) Okay, friends. So the angels kept waking me up and showing me a large group of people who feel really stuck right now. They asked me to create a free three-day online conference, we've never done this before, packed with energy healings, clearings, abundance activations, and teachings, all channeled by the angels, all so that you can enter 2024 feeling renewed, connected, and aligned. Your angels are calling it Angel Fest 2024, and they promise this event is the shift and transformation you've been looking for. Plus, it's absolutely free. Everything will be recorded so you can tune in at your convenience. And here's an exciting bonus. We're offering free readings to five lucky registrants who leave a five-star positive review of this podcast. Don't miss this divine opportunity. Reserve your spot right now at theangelmedium.com backslash free. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis. And friends, today we have a very special guest on, Katie, who's going to share her angel stories. Katie, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yay, I'm so excited (laughs) you're here. Um, I'm going to have you take it away and share your first story. Okay, well, I need to give just a little bit of background first. So my maiden name, is very unusual. And it's, I'll just say it, it's Brunton. When I was growing up, the two people in the phone book that were named, that had that last name, were my dad and my grandfather. So my mom's name was Mary Brunton. And the only other person I knew with that name was my dad's sister. (laughs) So no one ever had that name except my mom. And there's a reason for me saying this, and which will become clearer as we go. We even as kids would look in the phone book when we were on vacation to see if any other people in these towns were had this last name. So uh, my mom passed in 2009. And the story that happened was somewhere in, I would say, 2015. It was actually one of the worst days of my life. And my what was happening was um, my son, my oldest child, was being admitted to a rehab facility. We had found out when he went away to college that he had become addicted to alcohol and drugs. And part of this came from genetics. His father was a severe alcoholic as well and passed in 2017. So at the time he was still living, but we were not really together. We were still married, but um, it was we were, we were very estranged. But during this time, 
my son had disappeared for a day when sort of everything opened it. You know, we found out about everything that was going on. So he had kind of disappeared for a day and we didn't know where he was. And um, at the end of the day, we finally connected with him. And so I think that was the worst day of my life, <laughs> not being able to find my son. The second worst day was when we admitted him to this rehab facility and he was willing. He knew what was going on. He knew from his dad and what we'd been through that he was not okay and that he needed help. So we were sitting in the waiting room of this facility and they had taken my son back. His name is Tim to register or to interview him in some way. So I was sitting there with my then husband and he was kind of to my side staring across the front of me and I was facing, we were sort of perpendicular to each other. I was very upset. I was very distraught, just kind of sitting there waiting. And a nurse came out into the waiting room but she didn't come out to speak with us. There was another couple to my right, maybe three or four chairs down. And I could see from my peripheral vision, I wasn't staring at them, that she kind of crouched down beside them and she had a folder or like a clipboard and a folder in her hand. And she crouched down and opened this folder. And the first thing out of her mouth was, so Mary Brunton called. <laughs> I looked at my husband, he looked at me, and both of our jaws just dropped to the floor. Wow. Like I said, I have never heard that name <laughs> any other time in public, you know, when it didn't have something to do with my mom. It was so clear as day. I didn't hear anything else this woman said. And I know that I heard it because my husband heard it too. We just both were absolutely in shock. I also at that moment felt behind me and around me this warmth that I cannot, I've never felt before or since, just this warm hug around my shoulders. And uh, it definitely still affects me emotionally because at that time, I just completely lost it. I was sobbing. I don't think I can't remember a time, you know, maybe when I was a child, I had cried as hard as that. But I remember feeling like I'm not crying because I'm sad anymore. <laughs> I'm really crying because my mom is here and she was so powerful to come through like that. And the good news is my son is still here and he's been clean and sober for more than eight years. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first one. Unbelievable. <laughs> Your mom is amazing at bringing through signs and her presence. I feel like let's kind of move through your stories first and then let's have a longer convo after. Okay. Yeah. Well, the second story happened after my husband passed. It was 2018. I have three ch children. They're grown, a son and two daughters. And we decided that we would spread some of his ashes in some special places, places that were special to him. And one of those places was San Francisco. So we took a trip. And when we got there, we 
we were in our hotel and we decided it was kind of evening time. It was time for dinner. And we were close enough to walk to Fisherman's Wharf. It was an absolutely gorgeous day. It was summertime. It was unusual for San Francisco. It was clear and blue and crisp. We walked outside and I vividly remember thinking, I can breathe here. <laughs> it, the East Coast can be so humid and heavy. And so I just remember this feeling of like, oh, I can take a deep breath and it's so wonderful here. So the air, it felt magical. It felt like, it absolutely felt like my husband's presence was with us on this trip. And the children commented on that as well. So we started walking toward the wharf and I, we ended up at this square and I stopped everybody and I said, I've been here before. This place is so familiar. Um, and I, all this flood of memories started coming like, oh, I had lunch with your dad over there before you guys were born. And over here, you were here with us and we took a picture and we reenacted the picture. It was so amazing. Just so magical. All the memories were flooding back. It was really, really beautiful. We kept walking and I just happened to notice behind me were three men, maybe 50 feet behind us. They were walking, they were laughing, they were fooling around and I could smell, <laughs> I could smell weed actually. <laughs> and I have to admit, I, I got a little judgy. I was kind of like, oh, yeah, okay, that's what's going on. And just kept walking. And I'm looking up like a tourist. I'm looking at all the beautiful architecture and just in awe. And the next thing I know is I'm on the ground because I missed a curb, didn't see it, fell right down, and my ankle blew up uh, like a baseball immediately. These three men that had been walking behind us rushed over and they suddenly it felt like things were in fast forward. One kept talking to me and comforting me. The other two, somehow a car came. They went to go get ice. My older two children went to a nearby drugstore to find an ankle brace and, a, and some water and maybe painkillers. My youngest daughter stayed with me. And I got so upset because I thought, oh, I've ruined our trip. What do I, should I go to the ER? Do I have to call an ambulance? I don't know if I can stand or walk. And the one man kept saying, you didn't ruin your trip. You didn't ruin your trip. You're going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. He was so calm and so friendly and just helped me feel okay and peaceful. So everybody came back with all the things to help. And the man said, oh, look over there. There's a bench. Do you want to try to get over to this bench? And then you can figure out what to do. I said, okay. So my son and this man got to, on my sides and I put my arms around their necks and we got over to this bench, sat down and uh, there was a woman sitting on the bench. And so the men were like, okay, are, are you okay now? And they kind of wanted to leave. I could tell. And I said, thank, thank you so much. I never got their names. I don't remember what they look like. And just, I don't know. It was, it was very, like, just so selfless of them to spend so much time with us and make sure I was okay. And we said, yes, please go on your way. Thank you for helping. 
And so I was looking at my kids. They were looking at me like, wow, that that was unusual. That was something else. And then the woman who was sitting on the bench said, what happened? Told her what happened. She said, well, I'm a nurse. And I have two friends coming down on the elevator in this hotel behind us. One of they're both nurses and one of them is an ER nurse. And we're attending a nurses conference in this hotel behind us. <laughs> I was just like, what? <laughs> what is happening? So the nurse came down. She examined my foot. She felt like it wasn't broken. She took the wrap, put it, put the ice in it, uh, put it all together, bound it up very nicely. I was wearing this flip-flop with a heel so I could actually get my shoe back on. And she said, you know, why don't you try to put some weight on it? So I did. I stood up. I was very unstable, but could do it. And I said, okay, I will try this. <laughs> if you guys go slow, you know, if you're not going to like run ahead of me and everything. And they called an Uber, my children called an Uber. We got in the Uber. We went to Fisherman's Wharf. We had dinner. You know, I was hobbling. Definitely not okay, but I did it. And our trip was not ruined. It was uh, really great. But in the car, in the Uber, I remember looking at my kids and we were both, we were all like, that wasn't just one angel. That was like six angels. <laughs> Want to hear your spirit team clearly? With 12 brand new courses, my 2024 Archangel membership will cumulatively teach you how to go beyond seeing signs to deciphering spirits' messages for you and open you to abundance in every area of your life. Become an annual paying Archangel member, and I'm giving you two live bonus courses with me and quarterly group mentorship meetings. Members are invited to live recordings of the podcast with some of our top guests. For tons of new perks and special annual discount, use code ANGEL2024. Space is limited. Enrollment is first come, first served. DM me at Angel Podcast with any questions, and you'll hear back personally from my associate, Yvonne, or I. The Angels want to make 2024 your best year yet. Join today only on my website, theangelmedium.com backslash angel membership. Thank you so much for supporting this show. I couldn't believe it. I really, really felt helped and supported by spirit and by my husband. And I joke now that why didn't you not like not let me fall? <laughs> but I don't know if they could do that because I was being very touristy. Well, for sure. Well, and those who um, haven't been to San Francisco might not realize this, but it's 
so hilly and you're walking so much um like fisherman's wharf to other places it's a good hike to to walk different distances and you're walking up hills you're walking down hills it's not easy and so of all the places that you would not want a walking injury mm -hmm. i would say that's one of like the top on the list right absolutely <laughs> yep. yeah so they totally totally saved you there absolutely it was incredible yeah. i mean a nurse's convention really <laughs> oh my goodness amazing so i'm gonna have you tell your next story this one has to do with angel numbers and so probably yeah, it's more than 20 years I've been seeing angel numbers. And when it first started happening, it was after 9-11. I would see 9-11 on the clock twice a day. I would see it everywhere in bill on bills, in addresses, license plates. And I, at the time, really didn't know about angel numbers. And I it just started to really get my attention because it happened so often. And I had a cousin who who died in the World Trade Center. So I was thinking, is it my cousin? You know, what is the message? What? Why does this keep happening? And as the years went on, I just kind of, I started to just say prayers of gratitude or just be grateful and feel spiritual, spiritually connected when this would happen. And as the years went on, I started seeing more and more numbers like 111 and 1111 and all the multiples of 11 and it and it just kept evolving and i started researching and really believed in what the research was telling me you know that it was angel messages or angels around and um but i didn't really take it any further than that i just you know it happened and it, it happened so often it felt very real Last year, in May of 2022, my son was getting married. A few months before the wedding, I started really seeing 444 everywhere. It was just so in my face. <laughs> I didn't, I wasn't looking for it. It just was constant. And I used to go to the gym very early in the morning. And one morning I was driving to the gym and I looked at my clock on in my car and it said 444. I looked up and the uh, gas station on the corner, the gas price was 444. And I just thought this, okay, so I get it. Like, <laughs> Thank you. It, and it was just crazy. I, at that moment, I really, really was like, okay, what are you trying to tell me? So I kept preparing for my son's wedding and it was so much fun. We were all so looking forward to it and everything we did was so much fun, like shopping for dresses and going to the venues. And um, I was writing a speech for the rehearsal dinner and I started putting together uh, a slideshow on my computer. So I was making the slideshow and fixing it and looking at it every day and adding things and taking things out and adjusting it. And I was all finished, watched the whole thing through and suddenly realized it was four minutes and 44 seconds long. <laughs> I couldn't have done that if I tried. I didn't try to do it. <laughs> I, I, 
I just couldn't believe it. And at that moment, I really um, became very emotional and had this feeling of everyone who's passed and your spirit team and everyone's spirit team is so excited for this event and everyone's going to be there. Like my kid's dad, my mom, my mom who adored my children and just such a feeling of support. My son is gay and he came out to me when he was 15 and I mean, nothing he could say or do whatever make me stop loving him. And I just felt this a little bit of a pat on the back for being loving, you know, for loving my son through some really tough times. And it was just amazing. And the wedding was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. That's so beautiful. I wanted to um, bring through something because it's interesting as you've been sharing your stories and they're all just so incredibly gorgeous. Um, what the angels have been saying is uh, the last couple of days, bring through angel messages in these because there's certain people listening. The angel message is for you, Katie, but it's mm -hmm. also for everybody listening that um, there's certain things that we need to be focusing on in 2024. This is particular to you and the listeners today that Archangel Gabrielle is really with you in abundance right now. And they're asking you to really use your voice this year. Um, and it's really with this balance and harmony and with this love of sometimes we have to communicate something in order to just honor ourselves, honor where we're at. Sometimes mm -hmm. we need to communicate something because somebody else is very blind to maybe what they're saying or doing and we just need to mirror to them in a kind and loving way i feel like over the years there's a lot that you have thought within your mind but maybe not had and i know myself we just don't always have like the courage to speak up for ourselves or to say something and they said it's very important for you to honor that this is a lesson for you this year because if you don't take action on it now you're not going to build the muscle that you need in future years but really archangel gabrielle is pushing you towards some bigger things in mm -hmm. life and the only way for you to work with those bigger energies is for you to learn i want to say like the gas break between using your voice mm -hmm. yeah does that make sense it absolutely does yes <laughs> i've been told that as well and i know it i do know it Thank you for that. Yes, yes. I think you might have one more story to share, but I'm not sure. It's a dream. Yeah. I have been trying to do some dream work and I read a few books about how to influence dreams, I guess. I wanted to kind of use my dreams as a way to connect with my spirit team and just to get more answers about my purpose and um, next steps and, and also just my soul's growth. So I've had this dream that 
um, it's what it started out as one of those dreams where you're supposed to be somewhere, but you can't get there. Yeah. So I'm a teacher and I was trying to go to class and I had to go to Walmart to get supplies for class. <laughs> and so I was trying to get to Walmart in this dream. And I finally got to this place and I there was a woman standing in front of what looked like a church to me, honestly. I said, is this is this Walmart? She said, no. And um, there was kind of a courtyard in the front of it. And I put all my things down at this table. There, It was almost like a mall courtyard with a lot of people at all the tables. And I just thought, I know Walmart's in there. I'm going to I'm going to go in there and find Walmart. So I went in and I know I was floating or flying and, you know, not walking in. I was floating in. And what happened was there were these different classrooms and different chambers. And I kept floating around and going down into these different chambers and the people there were there were students there were teachers there were people in these classrooms and they kept looking at me like why you're not supposed to be here and so it's an, it's sweet that you're here but you're not supposed to be here <laughs> so i just kept going and trying to find my way and kind of in the way kind of bumping around like a little kid and finally i decided okay it's the wrong way i'm not supposed to go down i'm supposed to go up so i started going up through these different chambers. And I remember seeing a man, an older man. And I said, I kind of shook him and I said, am I dreaming? And he said, yes. So at that moment, I was aware, right, that I was dreaming. I was lucid dreaming. I kept going up and up and up. And I came to this, to the top of whatever chambers and all the things. And I looked down and I could see the courtyard where my stuff was on this table. And I thought, well, I got to get down there somehow and get my stuff. <laughs> and, but there was no way to get down. And somebody said, well, you can just, you can jump because you're not going to get hurt. I kind of looked at them like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and they said, no, there's a tree in the middle and you can't see it. But once you jump, it'll catch you and you won't get hurt. And again, I was like, no, not doing that. <laughs> so somebody else did it and showed me how to do it. And I could see that once they jumped, you could see the tree sort of appear. So I thought, OK, I'm going to take the leap of faith right? I'm going to do this. So I did it. And I just floated down very peacefully and easily down to my table. And I gathered my things and went outside. And outside, there was this kind of flood in the street. And people were sort of trudging through this water and in a you know, it was difficult. It wasn't easy to walk through. It was kind of muddy and and mucky and suddenly I thought well uh, we can just all walk on water <laughs> I said to myself we're just going to walk on water so I started walking on the water and and started to say to the other people you can do this too it's easy just do it and everyone else started to do it and so <laughs> 
I just thought this dream means as long as I believe I can do it, I can do it. I can do anything. I thought it was the most amazing gift from spirit to show me this. That's so incredible. I love that. And it's so the truth, true, right? If you do believe, it opens up everything for us. Oh, wow. I love these. Thank you, (laughs) Katie, so much for coming on the show today and sharing your stories. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. I love sharing these stories. They mean so much to me. And I love your podcast. I listen all the time. So thank you. Oh my goodness. Yes. And the angels are saying to everybody who's listening, two things. If you are having trouble believing, let this story of Katie's help you to believe in what the angels are showing you to work on in your life because they're always guiding you, directing you, and protecting you. And the angels say the more that you believe, in your own intuition and become confident in that, the more that you will take those leaps in your life, jumping to the tree, uh, (laughs) walking on water, all great um, metaphors for what we can do in our everyday life here. And that I really believe is how God universe source works miracles through us. I agree. Yes. Oh, my love, Katie. Have a beautiful, blessed day. And to everybody listening, if you have an angel story you want to share, I promise I don't bite. Come on over. We can have a beautiful conversation. Email in your angel stories or uh, submit them through the contact form at theangelmedium.com. Love you, friends. Have a beautiful, blessed day. Friends, let's end today's episode with a prayer. Dear God, as we stand here at the threshold of a new year, we come to you humble in gratitude and hopeful in our hearts. We ask you to bless this world and every person in it with your endless love and abundance. We call upon your angels to extend their wings over every soul. May they touch every life, bringing healing where there is pain, strength where there is weakness, and infinite abundance in every area of every life. In this time of global reflection and anticipation, we pray earnestly for peace, peace within our own hearts, peace within our homes, peace across every land. Let hope rise and let love prevail, binding us in our shared humanity and interconnectedness. We ask for special care and protection for the children of our world. May they grow in a nurturing environment, shielded from harm and surrounded by care. Their laughter and their dreams are the seeds of a promising future. And we ask that each are blessed with every opportunity to thrive. God, guide us to be creators of our own harmonious world. Help us to become beacons of your energy and spread your love now and always. As we step into this next chapter of our lives, empower us to live in alignment with our soul. Find joy in each moment and embrace the beauty of life's journey. May we each walk in confidence and faith, knowing that with your divine guidance, 
anything is possible. May our hearts overflow with gratitude and our minds be filled with positive, loving thoughts. In this spirit of optimism and renewal, we step boldly into our future, ready to create, love, and thrive. In this we pray, amen. Friends, if you'd like to support this podcast, book a session with me or join my Angel Reiki School, where I'll help you develop all of your unique spiritual gifts and use them to serve. Visit theangelmedium.com or use the link in the show notes to book a discovery call with me personally. Thank you for being here. I love you.